0: Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and I want to welcome welcome all of our viewers from around the world. Thank you for tuning in. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us at deadtalklive.com. As always, this show is simultaneously streamed every night, Monday through Friday, to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Like I said, I want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. A big welcome to all of our moderators, and thank you for doing the great job that they do. Let me say hello to some of you. Of course, we have Lindsay Sparks on Facebook from Canada. We have Lisa. Megan is joining us on Facebook as well. Tyler Durden is with us on YouTube. On the Instagram side, we have Mary61Mom. Hey, Mary, welcome back. Ismail is joining us tonight. Hey, Ismail, how you doing, man? It's good to ha- have Ismail back on the broadcast. Uh, Shiri is also joining us. Johal, welcome to everybody. And I realized today it's been uh, six days since we actually gone over the news. Uh, Monday, we had a great guest, uh, Max Toplin. I uh, hope you guys got to enjoy that one. Yesterday we did our Fear the Walking Dead episode review, uh, and today we're doing the news. So the last time we did the news was last Friday, so there's a lot of news to catch up on. Now, I made uh, yesterday I made several announcements to, uh, regarding guests that we are going to be having next week. We are having special guest interviews Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. And our first guest on Monday is Greg Breich. And uh, Greg is starring in a movie that is about to be released that is called uh, Bloodthirsty. And uh, the studio was nice enough to give us a screener copy of the film to watch before the interview. It is a very good movie. Very good. It's one of those movies that spend the, you know, a good 90% of its chunk building up, but not a boring type of character build up. There's a lot of fascinating things that happen in this feature film, and it builds up to this huge climactic ending. And it also brings back a subgenre of horror that I personally have not seen in a very, very long time the good old monster movies, uh, shapeshifters. Okay. I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, obviously when we talk to Greg, we'll try to do the interview in a way that we don't spoil the movie for you guys, uh, who have not watched it. I believe if I'm not mistaken, it is actually being released on Monday, April 26th, the same day that we're doing the interview. Uh, I know it's definitely coming to video-on-demand. I'm not sure if it's having a theatrical release as well. It could be one of those things where it's doing a simultaneous theatrical release or video-on-demand. I'm not even 100% positive it's coming on on video-on-demand right away. It could be just a straight theatrical release. But anyway, to get started tonight, uh, we're gonna do a review of the movie Bloodthirsty. Uh, Like I said, It was a great film. By the end of it, you are going to walk away after watching this movie, and you're going to be glad that you watched it. So, Bloodthirsty Review, Things Get Beastly in the Recording Studio. This crafted Canadian thriller manages to entwine professional music making in a supernatural primal urge. After Putin... Sorry, Putin... After putting a youthful female-centric spin on vampiredom in Bleed With Me, Canadian director Amelia Moses does the same favor for werewolves in Bloodthirsty. This uh, sophomore feature is likewise a slow-burning tale set among three primary characters in a remote setting. But this time, the script is by producer Wendy Hill Tout and her daughter, singer-songwriter Lowell, who who make the pressures of the music industry integral to the story. And I gotta stop it right there. That's what makes this movie different. It actually takes the real life aspect of what uh, you know musicians, recording artists have to the pressures on them especially if they've had a hit on how to follow up that hit with another hit. And they intertwine it with this, I would not use the word supernatural, uh, it's a werewolf story, shapeshifter, whichever word you prefer. Now, to continue, to a degree, the emphasis may disappoint horror fans who want more of the fanged action that takes its time arriving here, but within its modest boundaries, Bloodthirsty does a credible enough job balancing supernatural suspense with the drama of a young artist's insecurities at a key early career juncture. It may be one big metaphor, but as they go, recording a second album, Made Me a Monster, has the ring of truth. Brainstorm Media is releasing, there we go, to video on demand, not on April 26th, but on April 23rd, which is tomorrow. In the United States, uh, the Raven banner will simultaneously release in Canada. So there you have it. it is being, it's coming out tomorrow, not on Monday, and it is going straight to video on demand. Uh, the character Gray, played by Lauren Beatty, who was also in Bleed, is a 20-something performer whose first album was an apparent, was a big hit, enough so that the press are badgering her for news on a follow-up, as well as whether she plans to marry her live-in girlfriend. She finds both topics invasive, though at least domestically with painter Charlie, played by Catherine King So, is a stable, supportive element in her life. Charlie, however, is none too supportive upon learning that Gray has chosen as her next album's producer the esteemed but recluse Vaughn Daniels, played by Greg Brick, who's going to be our guest on Monday. Or rather, he has designed to work with her. This is problematic because not so long ago, he was tried for murder of another young woman he was recording, though the charges were eventually dropped. That's not accurate. I just watched this movie last night. The charges were not dropped. He was acquitted in court. Now, the two women nonetheless, nonetheless drive into the boonies to his home slash studio an impressive, slightly sinister manse complete with an imperious Mrs. Danvers-like housekeeper played by Judith Buchanan, who plays Vera, it doesn't take long before Charlie and her host are butting heads, particularly after he acts out at the late Greta's supposed suicide using an actual gun. He pushes Grey to embrace the something primal he could smell all over her. Getting her to admit she's on meds prescribed by Michael Ironside, who's also in this film, because she hallucinates that she is turning into an animal. Surprise, it turns out those visions aren't just delusionary fantasy. And further, she may have been lured there by Vaughn because they have something alarming in common. We're not going to spoil that. When a transformation finally occurs, well until the film's final Third, the cinematic lycanthrope l- file, sorry, may find the result curiously reminiscent of the title figure werewolf woman. Now, I gotta say one thing that is impressive about this movie: this is not a werewolf movie like the werewolf you saw in American Werewolf in London. This is more of the classic Wolfman, black and white. Uh, Wolfman feature where he's upright just has you know hairy paws fangs and is not even in this movie the makeup is not as extensive as it was in even the Wolfman it's a very subtle transformation yeah the fingers turn to claws the mouth turns into these huge fangs the, the the eyes turn to yellow. Uh, but everything else is pretty subtle. So anyway, where was I? Uh, the Werewolf Man, one of the unsung glories of the 1970s Italian exploitarian movies. But unlike the hairy lady, Grey keeps her clothes on. And Moses' film does not dabble in camp or quiche. While it certainly could be scarier... With a more explosive finale and less improbable neat wrap-up the psychological tensions are credibly etched performances are solid all the way around but the film's stealth weapon is brick he wisely underplays vaughn so it's queasy and disturbing when we grasp in just how many ways this character lives up to his self-billing as a predator. No wonder, under his roof, Grey starts writing songs like a penimous ones whose lyrics complain of everything that gives her quote-unquote the creeps. Lowell, who collaborated on this by Haley Steinfeld, Bulo, Madison Beer, and others, gives Grey songs that are certainly plausible as coming from a breaking mainstream artist, even if they seem less ambitious or edgy than the material on her own real-life albums. She won an original song nod and shared the Original Score Award with composer Michelle Osis for Bloodthirsty at the Canadian Screen Awards earlier this year, though it takes place largely inside... Chaz Daniels lent an expansively tasteful neo-Gothic vibe to the production designer Mike Casper. The movie is at its most atmospheric in the woods outside their winter, nicely chill, nicely captured by director of photography Charles Hamilton. So there you guys have it—a little brief rundown. Not a whole lot of spoilers in there. It is a werewolf movie. Uh, going into this, I did not really read anything about it. I wanted to be surprised, uh, so I didn't know if this was going to be a vampire movie. I don't know if it was going to be a werewolf movie, or it turns, or they turn into Bigfoot themselves. <laughs> I had no idea. Pleasantly surprised when i realized that this is just not another vampire movie it's a werewolf movie god knows we've had our share of vampire movies and it was a good change of pace to go back to the good old werewolf so uh Lindsay sparks writes she saw the trailer it looks great colette writes what is video on demand please are you being serious colette are you messing with me With uh, trying to distinguish the difference between video on demand and HD video. Video on demand is video that you can stream from your mobile device, from devices such as Apple TV, Roku, uh, computer. Basically, it is as it says. It's video whenever you want to watch it. It's on demand. You don't have to wait for a set time or any of that. That's what... uh, the entertainment is really, it's been shifting over to, uh, And everything soon is going to be video on demand. So I hope that answers your question. Khaleesi writes, and yep, it's streaming and theaters April 23rd, which is tomorrow. So there you guys have it. Uh, definitely recommend this movie. Uh, don't expect a lot of gore. Gore. Uh, No jump scares. Don't expect any of that. Expect great acting, great writing, great directing, a good story, and a little bit of nostalgia going back to the good old werewolf movie. So definitely recommend you guys watch Bloodthirsty. Greg Greg Brick is going to be our guest here Monday to discuss it. I hope you guys get a chance to watch it before uh, Monday. Greg is also in Saw 5 as well. So he's very well known, very big actor. Uh, Colette writes, thank you, thought it meant sky demand uh, and technology. <laughs> uh, don't go down well, must be my age. Yes, uh, Colette, I know you're in the UK. Uh, yeah, video on demand means just that. Whether it's a mobile device, a Roku, Apple TV, uh download apps such as Voodoo, Fandango Now, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and so on. And whenever you want to watch a movie, depending on which streaming service it's on, you pick it, hit play, as long as you're subscribed, or you can also rent or buy the movie on services like Voodoo. So there you have it. Now, next on the list, now, you guys know I love The Conjuring movies. The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It trailer, Reveals a terrifying new case for the Warrens and I'm just gonna scroll down and I actually just want to watch this trailer I want to watch it with you guys. I haven't watched this yet. So let's go ahead and watch this trailer then we'll read the article If the play button would work Which is not let me refresh the page Which it's not there we go. Hold on a second. <laughs> this thing is giving me all sorts of uh, problems today. God damn it, Firefox. Come on. Come on, baby. I know you can do it. Doesn't it want to come up? Does not want to come up, but you know me, I don't give up. I'm going to try another method here, bringing this page up. So there we go, here we go.
1: Warren, here with Lorraine. All right, let's get started.
0: Residents of Brookfield were shocked this
1: afternoon by the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. Whatever is going on, whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. It's a witch's totem. We think your family was cursed. And that connection's still open.
0: I'm only interested in reality.
1: When I can see things that your people can't. Something terrible happened here. satan is not an adversary to be taken lightly. She's doing it again. She's reaching out to the darkness. Lorraine, you need to come back. Is saving him worth everything you have? Because that's what it may very well cost you.
0: Right. Now, I've never kept it a secret. I love The Conjuring movies. And I know we have a lot of great horror movies coming out this year. Uh, Halloween Kills. But this is the movie I'm looking forward to the most. Not gonna lie. I'm a huge Conjuring fan. So let's go ahead and read what uh, this has to say. The film is inspired by one of the most sensational cases from the Warren Warren's Files. Warner Brothers has released the first official trailer for the next installment in their popular ghost franchise, The Conjuring, called The Devil Made Me Do It. The upcoming release is the latest in the main continuity of Conjuring films, whereas recent spin-offs such as The Nun and The Annabelle movies have tracked the backstories of some of Ed and Lorraine Warren's, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, most horrifying cases directed by michael chavez and produced by peter Saffron and james wan who did the original conjuring the new conjuring sequel is written by david leslie johnson mcgoldrick with a story by john johnson mcgoldrick and wan wilson and farmiga return to star alongside john noble who makes his first appearance in this trailer Ruari O'Connor, Sarah and Catherine Hook, Julian Hillard, Charlene Moa, and Paul Wilson. The movie takes a page from the real-life murder case involving Arnie Johnson, the first person in legal history to claim demonic possession as a motive for manslaughter. You'll have our full thoughts on the new trailer up shortly. But for now, we wanted to get you the footage as quickly as possible. In the meantime, check out the new images from the movie below. And uh, here we go. Here's the poster. I can't wait. Uh, And June 4th, that's when it's coming out. Uh, Now, this is a Warner Brothers film, which means Warner announced for the entire year of 2021, movies are being released to theater and simultaneously, for the first 30 days, going to HBO Max. So this will be available uh, if you want to go to the movies, or if you have HBO Max, you can watch it at home. Uh, Khaleesi writes, I would never, uh, ever had watched The Conjuring, or the ones that go uh, with it, if it wasn't for you, Viz. If you're a horror fan, especially a fan of the paranormal horror subgenre, you gotta love the the, the Conjuring movies. Uh, for me, uh, top-notch. Alright, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Psycho- Netflix psychological mind-bending horror movie shoots to number one. And I had to read what this was because I, re- I just read the headlines. I don't read these articles beforehand. I read them with you. So I read this headline and I wanted to see what they were talking about. Anthony Mackey might be capturing the attention of Marvel fans with Disney pluses, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but it's his new psychological thriller *Synchronic* on Netflix that is really captivating viewers. Following its release on the streaming platform April 16th, the science fiction horror movie directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead made its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2019, but is just finally getting acquainted with viewers. Starring Mackie and Jamie Dornan, Synchronic shot to the number one movie on Netflix in the United States this past weekend for its mind-bending twists and turns steeped in time travel that has viewers guessing the whole way through. The sci-fi thriller pairing Mackie and Dornan as two New Orleans paramedics, play uh, characters named Steve and Dennis, working the late shift might seem like a reasonable premise, but it's the cases they come across while working the late shift with individuals who have either died in strange circumstances or whose stories feel incoherent. While Dennis tries to hold it off as a as part of the job, Steve investigates and discovers all the cases are linked to a bizarre designer drug called Synchronic. But when Dennis's daughter suddenly goes missing, Steve learns a terrifying truth that has him digging even deeper. Uh, I want to watch this trailer. Let's go ahead and check this out
1: you know they say we see everything once in this cake. pretty sure we have to see this I think they need help What's going on with me? I want to know that there's meaning in the things I do. I'm probably trying to convince you of something pretty unbelievable or dead. Can not do anything to get her back? But this is, I mean, the next dose could kill you. There are things that are far worse than death. What happened to him? They're not returning. It's gotta be me. You can't deal with reality. Yeah, (laughs) because the clock keeps ticking down. The time is an illusion.
0: How about that for an idea? Uh, Not a device, you know, not a a drug that allows you to time travel or enter other dimensions. That's pretty creative. Originally released in 2019, the movie released in theaters last October followed a DVD and a Blu-ray release this past January. It is also available to rent via Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Uh, Synchronic is a ratings hit, too, with a freshness score of 79% on Rotten Tomatoes and a relatively close audience score of 76 Rated R for some violent, bloody images and language, critics have praised the film with one writer for Inverse, stating that time travel thriller with noir influences has something interesting to say, both about the genre it dips into and the history of America. The San Jose Mercury credits how the indie filmmakers Benson and Moorhead have made the sci-fi landscape a much more vibrant and interesting place. When asked about the initial inspiration for the creation of Synchronic. Written by Benson, Moorhead reveals it had a lot to do with ideas that stick with you. Per an interview with Dread Central, one of those ideas is the idea of eternalism, or block state universe, he said, adding how Watchmen and V for Vendetta writer Alan Moore implements a lot of his own work. Where time is not actually flowing in one direction, as far as we know it it, it's actually potentially potentially already fixed and everything that will happen has already happened and everything that already happened is still there somewhere it's actually very comforting idea that people die are actually still alive but just somewhere else there you guys have it i mean what can you say about it um the trailer looks great. It is definitely a unique, creative idea. It is available on Netflix. You don't have to go and rent or buy it on any of the other streaming services. So, if you are a Netflix subscriber and you're looking for something to watch, this definitely looks uh, interesting to check out. So, moving on. Uh, Doctor Strange 2. Now, Doctor Strange 2 is coming out. Uh, I... the I don't know what's going on with these browsers, with this browser today. But apparently, uh, Doctor Strange 2 is going to have a big horror feel to it. You know, Doctor Strange, part of the Marvel Cinema Universe. Uh, there's the article. It took its sweet little time popping up, but there it is. Dave Bautista really wants to play DC Comics Bane. Netflix new young adult vampire series finds its first director and the streamer teams up with Alejandro Burgas for a new horror tale. Plus what to come on the nervers on the nevers and creep show to me many spoilers. Now where is the actual article? Okay, here we go. In Doctor Strange in a recent interview with Glamour magazine, Elizabeth Olsen stated Doctor Strange is the multiverse of madness and is a bonkers movie and it's definitely going for that horror show vibe that's going to be interesting you know have a marvel cinema you know cinema universe movie uh take a darker turn it's always been warner brothers and the dc movies like batman who have always been the darker ones the marvel movies have always been lighter you know the avengers everything from the Hulk to the Avengers to uh, Captain America. It just goes on and on and on. It's not as dark as the uh, DC Warner brother films. And also you can tell, and it's pretty prominent the way the uh, two different uh, studios shoot their movies, how Warner brother does the DC comics and how the Marvel cinema uh, people do the Marvel movies. Uh, All the DC movies, you can tell the way, uh, the type of, I don't know if it's the type of uh, camera setting or film setting that they use, it's just a lot darker. It's just a darker feel to each and every one of the movies, as opposed to the Marvel movies, which, for lack of a better term, seem more of what a normal movie would look like. And that's done on purpose. That is definitely done on purpose. Want to say hello to the boy, Dave 10, who's with us on Instagram, saying, yes, Dr. Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch uh, as Dr. Strange, as also as Sherlock. Uh, If you like Dr. Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Dr. Strange, you got to check out the Sherlock series. So uh, here's a little bit of a nice little tidbit. Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris Jackson, is set to appear in American Horror Story. That's interesting. How is this for scary good? Paris Jackson just upped her acting game after landing a role in the upcoming season of American Horror Story. Production sources tell TMZ Paris will appear In at least one episode of the popular FX anthology, the highly anticipated series, which was delayed in 2020 due to the pandemic, is being dubbed American Horror Story Double Feature. Uh, Series creator Ryan Murphy recently teased it and said there will be two horrifying stories in one season and we still do not know how they're going to work that out. If it's going to be... Two stories every episode, uh, a first half and a second half. I don't know. Let's see if this plays. Uh, This is what we've seen before, just the the sand and the beach. I thought maybe they might have actually released a trailer. So, yes, season 10 will be split into two mini seasons. Murphy already confirmed one set by the sea already has its cast featuring Sarah Paulson, Macaulay Culkin, and Kathy Bates. Murphy said the cast for the second mini uh which will be by The Sand, will soon be announced. But we know Paris will appear in the second miniseries. By the way, this is not Paris' first acting gig. She's had several already, including appearing as Rachel Wells in the Fox series Star and appearing in the comedy film Gringo. News of Paris' new TV role, come on the heels of her and the UK band, The Struts, dropping the music video to their first single, Low Key in Love. So I thought you guys would find that interesting. Uh, Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris Jackson, is going to be an American horror story. And she's a beautiful young woman. So, the 10 best... I I love this title. The 10 Best Nordic Horror Movies You Should Watch you got to give Screen Rant credit for coming up with some pretty creative headlines. Uh, The Nordic countries, which include Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, Greenland, etc., are famous or infamous for their horror movies. Uh, These are the best. Uh, And for any of you guys, the most recent one I can think of is Midsommar. It takes place uh, in Sweden, I believe. Uh, The Nordic countries are famous for their horror movies. Maybe it can be attributed to the harsh cold climate, maybe to the longer nights, maybe to the vast forests. But there is something about the Nordic-slash-Scandinavian atmosphere that really works in the horror genre favor. Let's explore 10 Nordic movies uh, that see that, that more or less are horror films that fans cannot miss to be included here? A film to be uh, sorry to be included here. A film has to be in a Nordic language, not Nordic production in English. So it has to be actually in uh, Nordic language, subtitled or dubbed. Number ten, Wither, Sweden. Number nine, Hidden, Norway. Number eight, Nightwatch, Denmark. Seven, Dark Woods, Norway. Six, Sauna, Finland. Number five, The House, Iceland, 1983. So this goes way back. Number four, When the Darkness Comes, 2014. Greenland, Greenland, wow. Number three, Lake Badum, Finland, 2016, Number two, Hour of the Wolf, 1968. And the number one movie, Let the Right One In, Sweden, 2008. Ozgish says, I am from Kazakhstan. That's awesome. Like, I I love the fact that we have fans from around the world. And Ozak, this is not a hit, but as soon as he said Kazakhstan, Borat. (laughs) I love Borat. the movie Borat you know he's supposedly from uh, Kazakhstan and I just think that's just one of the most hysterical movies Uh, so anyway let's keep moving on Uh, now another Conjuring article this is about The Nun they are making a sequel to The Nun uh, which I'm personally psyched The Nun, apparently critics did not like The Nun I liked it, I didn't see anything wrong with it I really enjoyed it So, it's hard to believe it's already been five years since Bonnie Ahrens made her Conjuring franchise debut as a demonic nun, Valak, in the second installment of the hit horror series, with her spinoff film proving to be a financial hit. ComingSoon.net got the chance to discuss the character's future with the star and looks back on her 20-year journey through the genre. Long before she was terrifying Ed and Lorraine Warren as Valak, Aaron first, uh, sorry, Aaron's first, her mate, they don't write this right, don't they have grammar check? Aaron first made her horror debut with David Lynch's surrealist psychological classic Mulholland Drive as the bum who nearly scares a man half to death. But though she doesn't quite see the film as part of the horror genre, Aaron does look back fondly on the role alongside all of her others and the path they put for her for her career. A lot of people don't even realize that the character they'll be like, Whoa, that was you? Wow. Aaron brightly related, I don't think Mulholland Drive is a horror movie. I just think it's astonishing. You know people go, whoa, what? Watch? I love to work, whatever genre I'm working in, but I have a fondness for this genre because it is so much fun. I get to dress up, I get to be a bum, a nun, the master, a crackhead. As she's laughing, it's fun. After the, the successful debut of her character in The Conjuring 2, it was no surprise Warner Brothers saw the potential for more terror from Valak and ordered a spin-off film, much like the prior films, Annabelle, which which turned into a prequel story, exploring how the demon would eventually come into the Warren's life. Much like the Possessed Doll's first film, The Nun didn't win over many critics or audiences upon its release, but but bring plenty to the cinema, grossing over 365 million dollars at the global box office on its 22 million dollar budget to become the highest grossing film in the franchise now you invest 22 million dollars in something and you get 360 plus million back that's a good investment which the studio saw as evidence fans wanted more and entered development on a sequel to better flesh out the timeline between its predecessor and The Conjuring films. Though, Akla Cooper signed on as early as 2019 to pen the script for the film with Peter Saffron and James Wan, who helped craft the story for the first film and had a plan for the sequel attached to produce and Aaron's reprise the titular role. Word has gone quiet on where the film is in its current development. Fans aren't the only ones currently waiting on bated breath for news. As Aaron reveals, she is still waiting to hear word about progress on the script, but is eager to get back into the role. So don't expect to see the nun sequel anytime soon. They're still writing the script as of the last release that anyone has heard. Oh, Grant, I light a candle every day, Aaron said with an eager sigh. I would love to jump back into the habit. I love the film and the character and the whole crew. I light a candle every day. I have to see what they wrote. You know, I hope it explores more of the depth of the demon. I think the demon came from the bowels of hell. We'll see whatever it is. It's Warner Brothers. It's going to be phenomenal. It's New Line Cinema. Whatever they do is going to be phenomenal. They really know how to make a film over there. Uh, let's see. Lindsay Sparks writes, Benedict Cumberbatch was also the voice of Smog in the Hobbit movies. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Olgash uh, Shrots, uh, Kazakhstan is a very beautiful country. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. Like I said, I did not mean to offend... Uh, anybody from Kazakhstan, uh, I, I, I definitely believe Kazakhstan is a beautiful country, but uh, for us Americans here, when we hear of Kazakhstan, it's sort of been imprinted in our brains to think of the movie Borat. And we know that is total fiction, and that's not what the country is like. <laughs> but, so, I'm sorry, did not mean to offend. Uh, let's see, uh, just scrolling up the Instagram chats. Anderson Wagner 738' given out a giving us a lot of smiley love faces. Anderson is from Brazil. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes love the Nun movie so let's move on uh, all right a24 uh, psychological horror Saint. Maud among new titles coming to Hulu in May Now Saint Maud. We keep hearing about this movie over and over and over again. It really is a great movie. And uh, there's another article uh, from one of the, the film's uh, production staff. I don't know if it was the director, producer, or writer, begging fans to watch this film. Uh, it just hasn't been very heavily marketed It's just one of those movies that you have to watch if you're a horror fan. Uh, It's great. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, The highly anticipated psychological horror, St. Maude, is finally being released to major streaming services next month, along with a new batch of titles coming to Hulu in May. St. Maude follows a nurse named Maude who converts to Catholicism after experiencing an obscure trauma while working in a hospital. After moving to the private sector, Maud begins to care for Amanda in the patient's own home. Uh, from there, the story begins to twist as Maud becomes increasingly obsessed with her newfound religion and believes her patient's soul needs saving. The movie was purchased by A24 Film Company, known for working with horror movie director Ari Aster, who also did Midsommar and Hereditary, after Saint Maud premiered at the Toronto Film Festival in 2019. A24 planned to release the movie in 2020, but again the the pandemic got in the way. Saint Maud eventually premiered in theaters in the United Kingdom, where the film is set in October of 2020. The movie is also the feature film debut of British director Rose Glass. St. Maud arrives on both Hulu and Amazon Prime on May 13th. It is currently available on the cable service provider Epix. So that's probably a big reason why here in the United States, at least, it has not really gotten the attention it deserves. Hopefully, when it does release to Amazon and Hulu next month, it's going to get the recognition it deserves. Let's check out this trailer. Which, of course, won't play. Nope. Ain't going to happen. So, you know what we do. We do the same thing we did earlier. little copy. Dear
1: God, Your presence graces the air and soon see
0: where is it
1: hi are you Maud yes hi it takes nothing special to mop up after the dying you're prettier than the last one but to save a soul that's quite something bless Amanda's body and bless her mind which is shrouded
0: in darkness it's funny the page is reloaded but this the um... When you pray, do you get a response? This is just hysterical. It's
1: like he's physically in me. We're getting on trailer. It's how he guides me. My little savior.
0: I'm not gonna let this being
1: Hey, I thought that was you. What are you up to? I'm a private carer. You're still nursing? What? They know what happened.
0: There you go. Yeah, I wasn't going to let the browser beat me. I'm sorry, guys. Let's see if we can find that trailer again. I don't know what's going on with Firefox. But while that's loading, let's see if we can go on to different stuff. No. All right, I think we read this one already last week. I'm just checking on the time. Haunting of Hill House creator highly recommends new horror movie. Uh, Mike Flanagan knows a thing or two about horror, having become one of the genre's most recognizable and acclaimed talents since breaking out with the second feature Oculus almost a decade ago before cementing himself at the forefront of Netflix's increased desire to create more scarier content than ever. When the 42-year-old gives a recommendation, fans of horror should definitely listen, giving his phenomenal track record so far. It's a medium that constantly fights a battle between critical acclaim and commercial success with terrible movies more than capable of pulling in big numbers at the box office. But Flanagan is one of those rare directors that dabble, uh, to dabble extensively in the genre that's been met with nothing but praise. All seven of his films have landed fresh ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, while his Netflix anthologies The Haunting of Hill House and the sequel Bly Manor both drew widespread acclaim. And he's got two more episodic projects on the way, with Midnight Mass arriving later this year and The Midnight Club currently shooting. In between all that, though, Flanagan recently took to social media to lavish praise on Saint Maud, as you can see below. Let's see if that trailer is up. Shall I dare hit the play button again?
1: Dear God, your presence graces the air. And soon, everyone will see. You. Hi, are you Maud? Yes, hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body, and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, It's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. I thought that was you. What are you up to? I'm a private carer. You're still nursing? What? Well, they know what happened. All the good girls go to hell. Cause they even got her so. I just wanna see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. There's <laughs> my little saint. Oh, Maud, he isn't real. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile comes easily. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I'm ready and open. I feel fuller of your love than ever before. Oh yes of course. This is life and death on another level. What if I'm getting it all wrong? All the good girls go to
0: Come on, you guys gotta admit, that looks good. Uh I'm gonna watch it again. Um yeah, and the whole regard to this browser acting up today. You have my word. I will never let a piece of software or computer hardware ever kick my ass. So, uh, I will take as much time. If I have something set up to show you guys, and let's say the browser like today is not working, the website's not working, yeah, you guys are going to have to bear with me because I just will not let it win. I will not let it kick my ass. So, let's see. We're, we're running almost out of time. Uh, what else do we have for you? So, again, another... Uh, thing mentioned St. Maud. We've been hearing it a lot. You're going to start hearing a lot more of St. Maud. Like I said, it's coming to Hulu and Amazon Prime next month. Um, Alejandro Br- Bruges directing horror movie The Last Will and Testament of Charles Abernathy for Netflix. And Netflix, they are taking, I mean, they've always been big in horror, like we read in the previous article, but they are taking a deeper dive into horror uh if you needed any more proof because i believe that the horror genre is probably the the most popular genre right now uh from all the other genres Uh, and if you need further evidence look at what the studios are doing and uh god knows we've had a lot of guests on this show and i've asked them this question uh, horror movies are relatively inexpensive to make and they can bring in big profits. And they're fun as hell. <laughs> I mean, what, else, what more reasons do you need? So Alejandro has set up his next project uh, with Deadli- Deadline reporting that Bruguez is on the board to direct a horror movie for Netflix written by Chris Lamont In Joe Russo, it's titled The Last Will and Testament of Charles Abernathy. Paul Schiff is producing with Dan Clark executive producing. The story follows billionaire Charles Abernathy, who on the eve of his 75th birthday, invites his four estranged children back home out of fear that tonight someone or something is going to kill him to ensure his family will help protect him from whatever is coming. Wow, to me that sounds cowardly. You think something or someone is coming to kill you, so you call your children who are obviously estranged to come protect you? I don't know, is it just me or is that like the biggest cowardly thing somebody can do? Anyway, to ensure his family will protect him from whatever is coming. Abernathy puts each of their inheritance on the line. Oh, this guy sounds like a real freaking jewel. Uh, They'll get nothing if he's found dead by dawn. That's all we need to know about this guy. But it does sound interesting. (laughs) Either you get your asses here and make sure I live till tomorrow morning, or you are completely cut off. Uh, Colette writes, OMG, my cousin in the USA are called Abernathy. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, that looks great. Uh, welcome to Hanifa27. Uh, Gael has also joined us on Instagram. Welcome everybody. And we are pretty much out of time. Let's see what else we have. We, uh, these are the, uh, the, uh, articles I had to refresh. So anyway, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. If I seemed a little loopy today, let's just blame it on the COVID vaccine that I got earlier today. Yes, I got my first dose of my COVID vaccine. Anytime, I guess I have to go back. They told me May 13th or after for the second dose. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want more information about our show, please visit us at deadtalklive.com. This show simultaneously streams Monday through Friday on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch and Twitter. We have some amazing guests lined up next week. Again, go to our website to see our upcoming guests, our prior guests, our featured episodes, all of our and intervie- all of our interviews plus a lot more. I'll be back on the air with you guys tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and always stay walking. Good night. Mm-hmm.